Welcome to BFC Live, the daily video and podcast series of Business of Cannabis. BFC Live highlights the companies, brands, people, and trends driving the global cannabis sector. Find out all that we do at businessofcannabis.com. Coming up, a conversation with Henning Von Koss. He is the CEO of Pharmaciello, a Colombia-based cannabis grower, but they also process and ship around the world. We want to connect with him about the latest about what they're doing in Canada, in South America, and around the world. Henning, thank you for being here. Thank you for having me, Jay. I'm excited to have you because we've had on uh, Pharmaciello, we talk about it a fair amount. Um, and then I would say over the past, let's say three or four months, I've been seeing uh, lots of news coming out and I wanted to check in with you about that. Um, the most recent of which really struck my fancy, which was um, an initial shipment uh, to a Canadian life sciences company. Uh, tell us a little bit about, for those that haven't sort of been paying attention, uh, that's impossible. A little bit about Pharmaciello, a little bit about what that latest announcement means, then we'll jump into sort of um, other things. Does that sound good? No, it sounds perfect. Yeah. And thanks for the opportunity. Yeah. Well, yeah, uh, I, I have been uh, just a little bit of a background uh, from Pharmaciello, people know already there, been founded in 2015. Uh, with the basic concept of having the facilities, the extraction, the cultivation, uh, everything down there in Colombia, what we call the sun belt, uh, everything related to availability of sun, availability of water, which the actual uh, producers to struggle with, be them being in Canada with no sun, or being there in California, as an example, with, uh, with scarcity, scarcity of water. So. Uh, we have looked for the impact that we may cause with our business and our location. We also looked at Pharmaciello to be uh, in a country where uh, the workforce would know about uh, dealing with flowers, dealing with plants, which was is very important in our concept. We will talk about that later. Uh, and of course, Colombia being the second largest uh, flower producers in the world, exporters, um, cutting flowers, a lot of those knowledge is available for us in the local workforce. So it's a, it's a, summa, it's a summary of various factors that brought in to be founded in 2015 in that direction. I joined 2017 as a board member and I am uh, at the C, I was the president, elected president in 2020, May, when I was supporting the CEO. And by the end of the year, uh, the CEO left um, and um, I have been offered the job, which I accepted gladly. Uh, since then, which is now six months almost, we have been uh, working a lot in streamlining what has been initiated uh, back there in 2018, 2019. So yes, you heard a lot uh, lately about uh, what we call the fundaments. We are setting some pillars, some main fundaments for the business. Um, we are trying to go out of a commodity seller uh, and going into a real uh, co-development approach with our partners. Uh, we try on the value chain to address much more uh, down the uh, downstream. So we try to go with final producers, which, which was the case now in Canada, which is a, a technology developer of a sublingual strip where he's adding a, a new delivery system uh, with isolate. So we are trying to develop those, uh, those new technologies, make use of what is new and wh where cannabis is heading to. You're probably talking about that and you know more better than I. Uh, 
we, we are coming out from the traditional cannabis selling business of extract and going into uh, the availability or enabling new possibilities due to new technologies or due to new knowledges. So people are understanding uh, the power of what we always talk about, the enter edge, but it was not never available in that sense. Uh, we saw new technologies of delivery. We saw new segments of the market coming in. Um, that's where we are also talking uh, to the cosmetic uh, companies in some countries. In Brazil, we are dealing with, uh, with the pharmaceutical one now becoming more reality. Uh, when you go to Mexico or to other countries, we are dealing with uh, food ingredients. Uh, so every, everyone is moving around cannabis faster uh, with, with new, new opportunities for companies like us. It, uh, and, yeah, so, it's, it's interesting because uh, we've been talking about we, almost exclusively from the basement of my home, uh, talking about cannabis, obviously a lot over the past year, but even over the past several years. And there, there's always, I think, on the horizon, uh, an industry that looks like other industries where product is developed, grown in this case, grown where it's most um, efficient to be grown, moved where it's most efficient to be produced or extract, like whatever the, whatever the supply chain looks like where it's most efficient. It seems like we're getting a glimpse of the future when we're talking to Pharmaciello in that Columbia seems like a primary to grow for all the reasons you talked about water, uh, workforce, um, cost of so production, all those things. And, and, then, and then going to uh, places where the final products are being developed at closer to consumer or closer to patients, um, but doing it in a way that is um, doing it together as opposed to just providing the input. Talk a little bit about that because are we seeing the future of a sector and are you doing it first or near first? And will we see others sort of follow your lead um, as this happens? Yeah, I probably we will see people following us. We, we set uh, uh, the past to be an enabler and that's the word that we try to use. We are, uh, with the fact of what we are able to do, we are enabling new possibilities. That's why co-development is so important because uh, you would enter as a provider client situation in an established market where people know what they want and so on. But in case of cannabis, um, everything is in, in constant motion. It's, in a, it's a dynamic market and people are knowing what is possible now and asking for new products because now the products are available, but they are available because uh, we have been working strongly to make them available in technology, in the planning and so on. I will give you a small example. Uh, for the pharmaceutical industry, one of the basic steps for the pharmaceutical industry is standards. They want to have standards. They want to guarantee that everything that comes into their products, be it an extract or a flower or whatever, is always the same. That's what we have to guarantee. But to do that, it's not simply extracting from one flower and putting it together and giving it to the, to the pharmaceutical industry. We understood that we have to have the stability of the chemical profile of the flower. So it's not just any flower that you plant. You chose the cultivar, you extract it, you have the entourage effect of that formulation, and that's what you are offering to the industry. So they say, okay, fine, it works, but can you replicate that? Can you give me always the same flower? I'm not just planning new hemp or new sativa or whatever and getting some new product. I'm not, the isolate is something which I believe uh, belong, doesn't belong to that equation. It's isolate is a totally different business. So I'm not isolating one, uh, one ingredient. 
I am extracting the flower, I'm transforming the flower in an extract, and I always have to have the same flower. Not many people do that. It's very difficult to do it. Uh, this is something uh, that we, we have applied what many of our competitors or many companies have done that perhaps individually on lab scale, which is tissue culture. So people take, because small explanation, which I gave to another guy the other day is, uh, you know that we have the mother plant, the mother plant produces the clones, the clones used for the propagation, and then we seed whatever, 12 hectares, 13 hectares, 40 hectares, but everything starts at the mother plant. But the mother plant age, and once they age, everything that comes out gets weaker, and you don't have it the same. Uh, so what, then people say, okay, so take the clone and keep cloning it and keep always having the same. Yes, but you would have to have a huge lab to have clones to cover, I don't know how many hectares, the more you produce, the more clones you need to have. So why don't we uh, replicate the mother plant? Why don't we tissue culture the mother plant? Because they produce volumes of clones and they will always be the same. So keep the mother plant immortal. That's what we do. We take the tissue culture, we replicate 100% of our mother plants in, um, in, in labs, in vitro, and then we propagate always the same clones, always the same product, always the same chemical profile. So for the pharma industry, a lot of lights came up and said, wow, okay, you have stability. You can show me that. You have one product. I can have one formulation. And the most important thing, you have the enter edge effect in the form of an extract. You are not taking individual parts of the of different flowers and creating artificial formulation of CBD, CBN, or whatever, uh, you are taking the pure flower and just transforming it exactly one-to-one -one into an extract. And by the way, you have the technologies to take away the THC. So this combination of things, uh, that's why we say enabling, this combinations of things suddenly enables a new product enables the access to new opportunities for to offer new products to the end consumer. And it becomes, I, I would think, a lot easier to in, in the sort of the enabling but the co-production or the co-sort of development of new products to be able to have that knowledge, like if you get it right and that's the product you want to create, that you can go and recreate it forever, right? That's, that's, exactly. that's, that's the juicy part, I would imagine. Yeah. And, and that's what, what you will, you may find it here and there on lab scale, but at scale to produce it on a volume, because that's the second thing that an industry comes to you and say, well, okay, thank you, nice, but can you deliver me constantly on the amounts that I need? So that's where we came in. That's what we developed. We have been very long, quiet, working in our operations, working in our uh, fields, working in our uh, production extraction facility. Uh, others chosen to work more on the commercial side and not so much on the on the back end. We came up from the back end and now we are here showing what we have to do. That's why we are now in a lot of, I will make another comparison here. Uh, this amount, this different islands that you have in the cannabis space, everyone working in some area, we are trying to be a kind of a aggregator. We want to create an archipel of different solutions uh, where we are a kind of an articulator in the middle. So that's why we sit with, we just saw Assure Trans uh, in the US, which is helping us uh, get everything that uh, the CPG industry needs in terms of uh, 
ease, peace of mind, whatever they demand. So they are bringing that knowledge and we are putting that in, in our production or our operations. Uh, we go to this, uh, to this company now in, the, in Canada, which uh, is going to develop. He wants also to offer it in Canada and to export, but we are bringing a new delivery system. So uh, we are looking for those uh, alone standing islands, which, and trying to connect, create the bridges around that, and then offer new opportunities to, to the market and at the end of the day to the consumer. It's, it's, so we are not a consumer-driven company in that sense of B2C, but we are, we try to understand the consumer's mind and then bring that solution so that someone can offer the right product to the consumer. It, it, it seems like a very, well, very compelling business model, but also a very compelling uh, role to play in the sector with the partners you're playing with uh, right now and, and the distribution geographically of where they're operating. And, and maybe that's one of the sort of final questions is you've been in this for some time, you talked about your background in it. And I know that that seems in a lifetime, it seems very short, but in the cannabis realm, it seems quite long. Um, yeah. Have you been surprised at how things have either developed quickly or slowly um, in your time frame in the sector? Um, and I guess, does that portend? Like, what does that mean for the future? Because it seems to be speeding up rather than slowing down because more and more markets are coming online. That's a wonderful question, Jay. This is something that I have been uh, dealing with with my mind here to say how, how fast or how slow have things happened and how much was the expectation of others and how much is reality. Uh, and this was, uh, I think it was very slow. A, a surprise for me was in the beginning, uh, we, it was slow to understand and I don't know how much COVID has hit us on that, to be honest, because COVID didn't allow you to be present in a market that is not existence, where you don't know who is buying from whom, who is acting where, and just going virtual, it has some limitations. If you have an established market, you have your clients, you can have your calls and that's it. But if you are building up your brand, if you are trying to find uh, what is the value chain, uh, I was very much surprised that this value chain is not as structured as I believe it was. It is being built. Uh, you have stronger players, which today are distributors, but they may become co-developers with me. So the roles are not set for everyone in the market, but there is a lot of activity. And as you said, they are speeding up and people are trying to say, well, okay, I, I, I entered through this door, but suddenly I'm moving to this corridor because it, it seems better. And that's, that's what we are now looking for. Uh, to, to create a kind of an alignment of roles. What is everyone doing in that space, uh, including the regulator? The regulator is a, is a huge role player here. Um, look at the US coming out, probably we hope and we believe decriminalizing before legalizing, but at least decriminalizing to facilitate the operation, the supply chain to have uh, DHL or whoever trying to help us and send parcel service doesn't touch cannabis because right. of the US. They wouldn't even touch vape batteries like it was. Yeah. Ill. So yeah. I think the evolution of also of the mindset of the regulators, the speed that they need, everything is, is picking up very fast. Will the market be that big uh, tomorrow? It will be big, but it won't be tomorrow, probably the day after tomorrow. But we have we are building it up. In a, in a faster pace. And we are noticing that. That's why so much things are coming out from us too on news, because we notice that, that pace. 
Again, they are all fundamentals. They have a short, sometimes they're short-term, sometimes they're mid-term, pharmaceuticals are mid-term. Mm -hmm. Food industry is short to mid-term. Uh, but I, I have been noticing uh, a pickup of that. But I was surprised when I took over to say, well, it's everything to be made. It's a huge opportunity, but it's a lot of work. And how, where do I start? That's why we have chosen some geographies that we already mentioned. Mm -hmm. That's why we, we prefer to solidly move into markets that would, because the other thing that would accept it, because the other thing we noticed very strongly is um, even if the regulator moves on, the population doesn't move on. Right. Yeah, so we look at Brazil. Brazil is a nice place, but we know it's a long run because the regulator is okay, but we are a highly Catholic uh, company, uh, country. Yes. So, and, and we are poor. So the access to cannabis uh, is something that will take more time, but it's a huge market. It's 250 million people. It's five times Canada. Well, but again, not, not five times the buying power of Canada because not everyone can buy. So we have to understand that dynamics of the geographies. That's why we have chosen countries like Switzerland, which is extremely advanced. Poland, which is showing a kind of, everyone is looking to Poland now because it's a kind of a more liberal way of thinking. They are more evolved. Their uh, health development index is high. Their uh, entrepreneurship is big. So. We have to look more than just the size of the market and then where would we start? And here, just to finish, that's why also this jump into Canada and having this research to develop a product is the first step because we expect Health Canada to understand uh, that we need access to the Canadian market, not to be competing with the Canadians, but to offer solutions um, that, that will benefit also the Canadian markets in general. Because as you said, sometimes we do the cultivation here and the processing we do down in Canada. So yeah, where do we add value? Each one adds value in some sense. So the regulator has to play a role here uh, and it has been evolving. The population has to play a role and the players have to want to play it. So I, I think the orchestra is being formed. Yes. I like I think, I like the idea of an orchestra. I had in my mind a, 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 a war room almost where you're like looking at the world and saying, okay, let's pick a country and let's talk about the, the, the benefits we could provide there. Oh, but this, this, this factor is not right. This is a very small country, but the benefits we could get, like there, there's lots of interplaying factors as an industry develops on timelines that are not consistent. Um, and I think that's the interesting challenges obviously for challenging and opportunities for companies like Pharmaciello, but the rest of the sector too, thinking about like how, when, why, uh, to go and do certain things around products or development or cultivation or extraction, like all those things, which is why we yeah. like to talk about it, which is why it's great to talk with you because I think the perspective is quite interesting and I'm hopeful that this is not the last time we talk, but the first, and we could get to connect with you every couple of months to see what the progress is. Does that sound good? Yeah, we are, we are eager to do so. Uh, we want to, to spread around what we are doing, why we are doing, we want to share, we want to learn what is being done. Uh, we want to create the space. It's part well, of our role here. Well, we look forward to that. And thank you, Henning, for your time today. We'll look forward to connecting with you down the road. And um, thanks for all you're doing. Thank you. Take care. That was Henning Von Kost, the CEO of Pharmaciello. If you like this podcast, please rate us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you heard the show. It helps support the work we do.
We're able to do what we do because of our ongoing partners, including Alterna Savings, Cannabis at Work, Cannabis Benchmarks, Candelta, Gallagher, Headset, and Torque and Main. Find out all that we do at businessofcannabis.com.